0: Is
1: there anybody there? What you said is absolutely true, but also so people don't rely on have to rely on me for a handmade baseball. Mm-hmm. I would rather there be people all over the country that hey hey Bob over there in Ohio, would you make me a couple or? Kim over you know over here in kansas would
0: you make me a you know Mm -hmm. and more people are doing it what's up deadhead crew and welcome to part two of my conversation with quirky gaskell uh i would say hey we are in the final episode of all these rules and all this fun stuff that we've been discussing but you know what baseball got too many rules and we just can't go and cover it in just two episodes it's gonna be like i don't know a whole series And then even then, at that point, we're not going to have enough time. But I digress. Anyways, uh, we're going to part two um, with Corky Gaskell. We go into some of the the nuances of when uh, baseball was just really starting up, some of the rules and stuff like that. And obviously, we go into my famous, not so famous questions. Had a lot of fun with uh, Corky. Uh, Oh, we also talked about um, his YouTube videos that he made on how to make uh the lemon peel baseball that's right uh he has a whole series um it, it's pretty cool so but i'll let him talk about it um and i did purchase two of the baseballs so you guys gotta see them uh and then uh yeah without further ado guys i'll give you the episode all right. Any other rules or anything as far as like that would be a little bit different? or Is that pretty much the standard? I mean, obviously hitting, you know, running to first, second and third. The distance are still the same as far as bases are concerned, correct?
1: Yeah, the bases are 90 feet. Uh, the pitcher is only 45 feet away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in 18 up until uh, 1864, he has just one line that he has to stay behind. He could pitch it from second base if he wants. He's behind the line he can go back as far as he wants. Gotcha. Uh, In 1864, they added a second line uh, that was only uh, three feet behind the first one. So now you have this very limited space to work with and you can't start outside of it. You can't finish outside of it. And the reason they did that was the pitchers got pretty good at throwing it fast Mm -hmm. and they had to figure out a way to kind of slow that down a little bit. Um, That was one of the, one of the reasons. And so uh, you know, that's, that that's kind of a, a change in the game. The pitcher is quite a bit, yeah. quite a bit closer. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's nine nine fielders, same spots. Pitcher, catcher, first, second, third, short, uh, left, center, right. Um, three outs uh, per side per, per half inning. Now the nine inning thing uh, is slightly different in that there's no home team, so let me, let me just start with that. There's no home team. Okay. It was a coin a coin toss. Okay, if we're playing at my field and the other team wins the toss, they want to bat last. They're they're going to bat last, right? I say We're the
0: home team. We're considered home.
1: Yeah, and and the, uh, so, um, and let's let's just say I'm the home team, uh, and we get into the ninth inning. We're ahead, fifteen to two. Yeah, and the other team goes one two three. It's now bottom of the ninth. We're ahead fifteen to two. We still bat. So they played the full nine innings so every team both teams had equal chances at at bats huh and 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 it wasn't a it wasn't a in-your-face kind of thing you know the other team understood it everyone gets the chance to play and that team with 15 runs might score five runs
0: yeah and
1: nobody and they didn't care it's like okay fine we played more baseball
0: yeah at um, that point we, it was like hey give me give me as much baseball as possible it yeah. gets me away from my errands and all the my you know real life so let's go ahead and keep playing some more yeah
1: and so that's one of the rules that tend to get bent a lot in our vintage game um, now keep in mind in the 1860s and even 1870 you know they played one game right? okay. and they were done where in the vintage community we usually have two or three teams show up, and if even if it's two, we play a doubleheader. You know, if it's three, you got a game. You sit, you got a game kind of thing. And so it's hundred degrees, and everyone's like, "Hell no, you're not gonna bat in the bottom of the night. No. <laughs> We're tired. Let's just keep moving." Yeah. And as Next an umpire, game. And you try and explain it to the spectators. Hey, this is what they would have done. This is why this is happening. You know, would have been if it had just been one game, we'd have probably played it out. You know.
0: But if it's multiple games, I can, I, I can see that. Over. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that that one gets that one gets bent a lot, and plus the, the modern the modern era human yeah can get offended. <laughs> the other team's ahead by twenty runs and still wants to bat. You know, right. you got You got to say, oh, okay, fine. You don't we don't want to piss you off? You know, let's or, just keep
0: it friendly. Let's keep it formal. Yeah, but it's, we'll, we'll but, forfeit the last three outs.
1: Yeah. Um, and so it's just one of those things where it's I, I wish we could just always do it but i get it you know i, I get it
0: well yeah cuz you want to keep it to the literal of the of the law when it comes to you know the history and 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 the rules of the game at that at the, during that time period if you're going to keep it to that
1: yeah so my goal is that when people come and watch they leave understanding all of the the rules historically right mm-hmm. so when when we do something and and we do do this where we will bend a rule or break a rule for some reason. I make sure it's clear that these guys know this is why we're doing it. And, and this is what they would have done just so they don't leave thinking, Oh, you know, they didn't play the bottom of the ninth. Just yeah. Today. yeah. That's, that's not true. I want them to know. This what is why. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and it, I, I guess, you know, there's, there's that, that why not? I mean, listen, it's, <laughs> you, 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 like you said, you're off 10, 15 runs. Does it make sense to play those extra three outs for historical point? Yes. But for, you know, embarrassment of the other team? No. You know, you want to keep it game. You want to, you want to be good sports about it at the same time.
1: Yeah. So I, I tell my guys when we're on the two end of the 15 to two. Yeah. Let's get our butts out there because we just gave up 15 runs. We need some practice. You know? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go get an inning where we do something right. Let's get some momentum to the next game. Let's see what happens. Let's
0: let's, let's learn go. some different things at that at that point. Yeah. Like yeah. we
1: know we lost. We got it. We're good. <laughs> we're we're gonna practice. Yeah, we need to get better. And here's another inning to do it. So
0: nice. I like it, my friend. I like it. Uh, okay. So let's say that someone like myself, a, a spectator of uh, of the game with a sport. Um, decides that you know obviously there's a lot of people that are very much collectors of uh vintage uh baseball things and everything and they want to get a hold of you and they says like hey do you sell one of those baseballs as a for to a spectator is that something that you do
1: yeah we at our home games I always have some for sale for anyone at the games okay but I also have people who reach out through Facebook uh or if they know my email they, they send me a note hey I would like three yeah. baseballs. I like six baseball, whatever. Um, I, I encourage people, uh, and, and I, and I do this quite a bit. Like if I'm going to go see in Minnesota uh, a couple of years ago, Justin Morneau was in town Yeah. for the, he played for the twins. Yeah. I take one of these baseballs to have him sign it instead of a modern baseball. And then nice. he's looking at it and he goes, what's this? And he just opened the door for me. Boom. I'm going to explain a little bit about 1860 baseball. And so uh, I, I, I encourage people uh, that want to want to talk about the game uh, to have a ball like that to take for an autograph session. Some mm-hmm. people just put it on the mantle in their house and say, hey, this is a replica from the
0: 1860s. Oh, uh, we're going to talk offline because I want to get one for my display here that I have because that's definitely a cool piece to talk about as far as yeah. A baseball, like I mean, I got regular baseballs all over this uh, this uh, room, right? Um, but not a vintage baseball. So, and that's something that's a cool piece. That's a good talking point.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and so the answer is yes. If anybody that reaches out to me, uh, whether they want to buy one or six or twelve, yep. Um, and the only thing I ask is that um, if if you're using them for gameplay, I need to know what year. You're playing mm-hmm. because the ball is different for each of those years. Um, if it's just gonna go on your mantle, then I'll ask you, do you want a, a white one? Do you want a brown one? Do you want a tan one? You know, I've got different colors yeah. that I can make. Um the, the darker colored ones are are more historically accurate for the early years. Yep. They just suck when you're playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially if you got like a grove of trees behind you. All of a sudden you, can't, you can't find a baseball. Like, I, I, I heard the crack. And you're looking around, where's the ball? And so I actually took it to an event in Michigan and had a couple teams who were willing. It was just kind of a, a practice game yeah. to try it out. And after the third inning, they said, it's a great ball. Give us a white one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's play with the white one, because I don't yeah. want to get a concussion out of this thing. <laughs> yeah. And So
1: so the white is not historically accurate for the early years. But if you're playing uh, late 60s into the 70s, Uh, I can kind of make a case for it. And so the the backstory there is the leather was still dark, but they had discovered that if you use alum on the leather, it would strengthen the leather, but it would also lighten it in color. Uh So that's what they were doing back in this, the day before uh, any, they had ways to color the leather was they use alum and then just rub it on the the leather to lighten it up. Nice. So. I just tell people, tell them you rubbed the alum on it and I made it a lighter color.
0: Boom, <laughs> done. I like it. we're done. <laughs> that we don't have to talk about it anymore. Where it's all over. Let's go. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. Uh, uh my friend, you know, Corey, is there anything else that I have not asked you or anything else that you want to share? Because obviously this uh, I, I'm all for this. Uh, but is, is there anything the floor is yours, my friend?
1: Yeah, so for people that are watching that. Are curious about the rules, what the rules looked like, how they were written. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna verbally give you a website. Yeah, Um, it's V B B A Vintage Baseball Association, so it's vbba.org, dot org o r g. Yep, and then slash rules r u l e s -S 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 dash And AND-Customs. Yep. Um, and on that page, you can look at all the different years that we have and and our group's interpretation of what those rules meant. So the language of the 1860s is not the same as the language of today. And so when there's when there's instances where if you just read the rule and you go, I'm not quite sure what they meant, (laughs) then you go to the documentation of the the write-ups of the newspapers where they talked about these things and find instances where aha this is what they meant because here's what they're doing in that situation gotcha so we provide the interpretation based on that with under each of the rules of the day from that so that you can understand what it is that that means if it doesn't make sense some are very clear they're right. hard to, hard to misinterpret but others you kind of need uh, game accounts to kind of make heads or tails of what they were trying to do there, I got so that's you. a good site uh, to use to find those rules. But I'll also and and I can share with you offline my email if you want to share it with people that want to just reach out. Hey, I got a question.
0: Sure, I absolutely.
1: This, I saw that. What it, what does that mean? And and I'm happy to help.
0: And I'm going to put the um. I'm going to put the 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 website on the show notes. So that way people are able to, uh, to follow it because you guys, um, you guys have a Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and then also a YouTube channel as well. Um, so I'll make sure that this website, you know, you will, we'll set it up for everybody to go and take a look at it. So that was pretty cool to, to see, yeah. cause I think there's even a game, um, uh, on the, on the YouTube channel that they can, uh, they can go ahead and watch.
1: Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's a number of them. Not everybody does it. There are some that do, and yeah, you can kind of see uh, how it goes down. Now it's not it's not always obvious. Yeah. Um, for example, the uh, the Elizabeth Resolute side of New Jersey do a really good job of putting their their games online. Yeah. I haven't noticed that they specify the year, so mm-hmm. they play 1870. Okay? okay. Now the rule sets closer to the modern game because every year we progress, we get yeah. closer to the modern game. And so you, uh, you, you may say, Hey, that ball was caught on a bounce. What happened? Why wasn't he out? Well, it's 1870. That, gotcha. that didn't apply. And so sometimes if they don't tell you the year, you're not sure what you're looking at
0: uh, mm-hmm. in,
1: in that sense. But uh, again, you, you know, that's, you can always pop a question on the page say, Hey, what's, what's what year is this? What's going on? And uh, most of those guys will will respond to you accordingly. Oh, I like also it. have my how to make a baseball out on YouTube as well. So people that want to uh, wanna sit through painfully long 12 sessions of how to make a vintage baseball, because it's very detailed. It almost has to be in order to pull it off. Um, <laughs> you, can, uh, you can look how to make a star pattern baseball or how okay. to make a baseball, and you'll see that. I think there's 12 videos out there. And it starts from making the pattern. Yeah. All the way through to to stitching it up. Um, It's,
0: it's A to Z. I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to look for this right now. Uh, So it says how to make a baseball star pattern.
1: How to make a star pattern baseball. And I think I put lemon peel in it too. So you could use either one. All
0: right. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for it, right? I'm going to look for it. uh, So that way uh, I will put all this information on the show notes. So that way, you know, people can look at it because I think, like I said, I think this is something that a lot of people should take a look at. And there you are.
1: Yeah, and it'll it'll tell you exactly what materials you you would need or use, but you know, remind people that if you you don't have leather, yeah, or you don't have the you know, there's substitutions you can do just to try to make one and see how it goes. Yeah. Because no one wants to go buy a whole height of leather. <laughs> no, you know, no kind of thing. <laughs> So use something, you know, if you have an old couch, cut a piece out of the old couch that's you're going to throw away, <laughs>
0: right? And just use it, you know? There you go. Don't, you know, don't waste anything else. But yeah, look at you. You're right there. And there's different patterns that I see uh, when you're making it. Look at that. There's even the, the brown one, like you were talking about. Um, and then the the lighter one and the white one. All right, man. Look at that. There you go. You just got a subscriber, so I'm going to learn <laughs> how to make one.
1: Yeah. I I get a few people asking questions. Actually, the first person to use those videos to make a baseball wasn't a vintage baseball player. It was a guy from Germany.
0: No way.
1: Yeah, he sent me a a picture of the ball he made and told me he's from Germany. It was one of the most beautiful baseballs I've ever seen. And I was like, you made that thing just watching my videos? I said, that's how I make it. And I've been doing this for years. (laughs) So yeah, it was a, it was black leather and red lacing, and it was really pretty. It was smooth. It was round, you know. Oh, that's uh,
0: amazing.
1: Like, yeah, it's like wow. That's I made it to Germany.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Good. That, that's awesome. Dude. Good for you, man.
1: And I've had a guy. A guy sent me him and his two little boys. They were probably ten and twelve. Each one of them made a baseball, and they are all three in the picture holding up their baseballs. and They were so happy. So that's just it's really fun for me to see that kind of stuff um you know even when i know this isn't going to be part of a, a vintage baseball game they're just having fun making a baseball
0: but that's uh, the thing though like that's how you start the love of the game for someone at even at that young age right yeah. uh you're teaching them like some of the cool things that uh that they used to play back in the day so no i uh, think that's amazing my friend
1: got uh
0: one more
1: one more story i, I don't want to yeah too go for a- it no <laughs> keep going i'm I'm good there's no it's limit. One to of this. The, one of the most surprising and impressive things that I saw happen is two years ago, I met a guy, he's he's legally blind. I met him at a baseball game. Yeah. He, he goes and he listens, you know, he listens to the crowd and he listens to the crack of the bat, you know, and he's, he just loves baseball. And I started telling him about, you know, what I do with the 1860 stuff. And he got really interested. I took him out to one of our events, you know, and he could enjoy from that told him about, making baseballs. And he said, will you teach me? I'm like, are you kidding me? What do you mean? will I teach you. Aren't you blind? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, I, I can do it through feel. I think I can do it tactily. You know, I can yeah. do." It by I said, there's no way. I said, I'll bring it to the house. We'll sit down and try it. Surprise me. He made a baseball and he nah. made a baseball that looked like a baseball. I had to help him with two things. First thing is when he was winding the yarn, he dropped the ball and it rolled across the floor. (laughs) And I was like, well, Chris, you can stand up and I can direct you to the ball or I'll go get it for you. (laughs) So I went and got the ball for him and kind of helped him wind it back up. And then when he was stitching it up, he was with needles, using his fingers, feeling the holes, stitching it up. He went one hole too far on one of his stitches. I said, Chris, you got to back up. You got to you got to go one hole closer to you. He felt yeah. it and found it, and then he stitched the ball up, and he made a baseball as mm-hmm. a blind man. And it was I. I almost cried. I was like, "How, the dude? You're almost making me cry that? right now. How did you do that?" And so, but what was fun about it was as I watched him do things tactically, tact not tactically, tac, tact you know, yeah. through field. I'm like, I need to do that. And so now I'm to the point where I can make a baseball watching a TV show because of what he taught me by me watching him do things and how I can feel for things and just kind of go and do it. And I can now watch a show and just like, I'm, look, I'm, I'm making a baseball. That's
0: amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. So now I, I don't always do that because especially when someone's going to use them in a game, I really focus, you know, try to Yeah, focus.
0: obviously. Yeah. I'm
1: not making practice balls or even just for our own club. I'm sitting and watch a show and put together a baseball, you know, and, and it's just, it's really weird. I just, because of what I saw him do with just feeling things out.
0: That's cool. And, I like that a lot. Yeah. That that's baseball, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the beauty of it. I was like, you know, cuz you can still listen to the game there's the radio announcer like you know there's nothing like it right cuz they 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 describe the feeling of it like i mean there's nothing like it but football you know announcers are trying to make the same thing to me someone who calls a game of baseball on the radio is they're an artist you yeah. know and for someone like like you know your friend chris to actually being legally blind and to actually Create a baseball just by feel. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean there there is nobody in my mind that would be happier about having something like that in their hand than a guy like that who loves baseball, and now he can tell his friends, "I made one. I actually made one by hand."
0: I like. Yeah. What have you done? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, because
1: I, I have people who can see just fine that can't make a baseball.
0: <laughs> they that struggle would, with it. <laughs> I'm going to watch these videos and I'm going to try to recreate one, but I probably will not be doing so good, but I'll let well, you know how it goes.
1: And, and what, I, what I'll tell you is, um, I, and I've done this for a, a good number of people, is, you know, let's say you really want to make a baseball. Yeah. Um, instead of going out and buying leather and, you know, all the wax and doing all this, go buy some rubber bands, go buy some yarn. And then I will cut out and punch a cover and send you the sinew that you used to stitch it up so that you don't have to go buy leather. Yeah. You don't have to make a pattern um, if you want.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, and usually what I do, because when you buy a skein of yarn and you buy a bag of rubber bands, you got enough for four baseballs. And so I'll send you four covers, four pieces of the string to stitch it all up with. Yeah. And you end up with four baseballs. Now, if you have some yarn laying around and some rubber bands laying around enough for one, that's fine. I'll just send you one cover.
0: Oh no, and I will be most... buying the whole thing. Cause I don't have anything laying around like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I have a four-year-old daughter and that cake will, will steal everything from me. So yeah. I'm going to have to do that. Everything. Yeah. And that's, and
1: I offer that to anybody, any of your listeners that are saying, Hey, Absolutely. I'd, I'd be curious about making one, but I don't want to go buy a bunch of leather. I don't know how to make the pattern. I don't, I'm going to punch the holes wrong. Cause if you punch a hole wrong, the leather gets thrown out and yeah. that's yeah. the most expensive part of the baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, those covers are four, all four to $5 each. Yeah. And so that's half the cost of the baseball just in that piece of leather. Yeah. So you don't want to screw it up and people, people have that fear. And then they say, well, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. So then I said, well, I should be able to offer you guys one that's ready to go. Right. Sure. You don't get to cut it. You don't get to punch it, but you still get to make it. Yeah. And it, it was pretty, uh, it, it was very well received and quite a few people went that route. Uh, and there's then, a sense I, of
0: fulfillment to oh, it, oh, yeah.
1: right? It, I mean, if, if you're a baseball junkie, you got to try and make one. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Challenge you accepted. Able, you're always going to have that one thing on one of your friends to go, look what I did that you didn't do. You, you know? called yourself a baseball fan. Have yeah. you done this? <laughs> and so this... <laughs> And this one here, this figure eight one is one I started making those now. Did you now? Yeah. So these this is late 1860s when they started using this. Uh-huh. And there are some teams that play in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And so I thought, I'm gonna try to figure out how to do that. And two years, three years ago, I swore I would never do it again. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna extend this. I'm gonna keep going. Keep going. So 1858, roughly, the figure eight pattern was invented. Yeah. But you never saw that baseball until late 1860s. And I was like, I wonder why that is. And then I tried to make one. And I said, now I know why that is. Yeah, no one wants to make it. <laughs> so with this style ball, this lemon peel ball, it's one piece of leather. And if you don't cut it exactly on the lines just right, it'll still fold up. It'll still stitch together. You can make a baseball. Yeah. No issues. With two pieces of leather that got to come together, they got to be cut exactly the same. They got to be punched exactly the same, or it won't come together.
0: Interesting. And
1: so my my theory that I that I presented in my presentation at Cooperstown was the reason that didn't get done is no one had the ability or the wherewithal or the thought uh, the thought of making some type of a punch or they could punch the leather and cut the holes at the same time. And so everything was exactly the same.
0: Yeah. Everything was uniform.
1: Yeah. Because when I'm cutting these things by scissors, by hand 99.9% of the time, those two things are not going to match up exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really hard. Now I've, I tried so hard. The one I just showed you is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, It's not what I would try to sell. It's not to that point yet. Um, but it looked pretty good. It feels good, but I got to figure out a way to make that those cuts so exactly the same uh, in order to pull it off. And so, those I'm not going to like sell by the dozens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll take me a month to make a dozen. But I do have some clubs that play overhand baseball. The overhand pitching started in 1884. Something we mm. didn't talk about.
0: That's right. Okay, yeah. So overhand that you went from, from underhand to overhand in eighteen eighty four.
1: Well, yeah, it went from underhand to pitchers started cheating a little submarine ish, uh, a little sidearm. And then finally in eighty-four they said, look, you guys are not gonna stop trying to cheat. You throw it however you want. Right. So they didn't just go overhand, they just said, We don't care. Yeah. Underhand, overhand, whatever it, whatever you want to do. Um, in eighty-four. And so we have teams that play in those eras. Mm-hmm. So once I get one where I'm really, really comfortable, I want to send it to them and just say, use it in a game. I want to know what happens. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, but don't ask me to just make a dozen of them. I just, I just, in my mind, did I do it? Did I, did I make a ball that'll play in the, in that era with a figure eight pattern? So.
0: That's amazing and you're teaching other people how to do it so that way you're th- the tradition continues you know with with baseball making which is yes that's yes, the best and also part
1: to, if i keep making 200 baseballs a year i'm gonna have arthritis set in pretty quick too i'm not yeah. a young man and so you know it's it's what you said is absolutely true but also so people don't rely on have to rely on me for a handmade baseball. Mm-hmm. I would rather there be people all over the country that hey, hey Bob over there in Ohio would you make me a couple or Tim over you know over here in yeah. Kansas would you make me a you know mm-hmm. and more people are doing it. Uh, or my team now in Michigan, I got a guy, my team here in Pennsylvania, I got a guy, you know, so they make them for their own teams and uh and then other teams see that and go, oh, you know, can I get a couple? Yeah. And it, it, it continues to expand.
0: That's awesome. I love it. And it's just spreading the 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 game. That's yep. one, you know, one fan at a time. Yeah. So uh but yeah, I will definitely make sure that I'll put the your YouTube link so that way everybody knows how to uh learn how to make a baseball by hand. Um, your information so that way everybody knows how to get a hold of you in case they want to get some of those um those baseballs so that way they can start doing it themselves. Um, and then uh yeah the uh the website as well so that way they can uh learn the rules of uh of old all-time baseball like I mean because that's amazing I mean that, that's amazing vintage baseball I mean uh so that's awesome I love that all right my friend are you ready I'm ready here we go this is the hardest part of the whole interview um I'm gonna give you a soft one soft toss here when you go to a baseball game right uh what's your favorite team your, your favorite baseball team
1: Boston Major League Boston Red Sox
0: Boston Red Sox I I did not hear that as a Cleveland Guardians fan. Um so you go to a Red Sox game. What is your food and drink of choice, my friend?
1: Yeah, well, I am a I am more of a traditionalist when it comes to baseball, so I'm getting a hot dog and a beer.
0: Good man. That is the right answer. Hot dog and a beer. That's right. Uh okay. Are you one that believes in ketchup uh, on the hot dog or just mustard? I do. I do ketchup and mustard. I do both. Good man. And again, we're you're betting a thousand in my book right now. All right. Well, what is the most interesting place you've ever been to? Um,
1: I would say I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna focus on my baseball travels, and I'm gonna say uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Ooh. They host a vintage baseball. Festival out there that's played actually on the grounds where there was a battle during the Civil War, which is the era that we're playing. And so it wasn't that it was the most beautiful site, but it was so historic. Just you're standing there like I'm playing where these guys were shooting at each other, right? You know, and when you watch, if you've ever seen the movie Gettysburg, great movie. There's a red barn out in this field that's there still when you're playing baseball, that barn is still there. Um, So that from the, from the baseball standpoint, um, vintage baseball standpoint, that, that was a very unique and humbling, humbling experience Um, from, from regular travels. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Glacier National Park as a kid, when I got to go on, uh, they have these rides where they, and yeah. it's it's like a army tank kind of thing mm-hmm. uh and they take you out and hang you over the edge of the glacier and then spin that thing around you know and and you know you wet your pants and then you get turned around and, you know like holy what the? <laughs> <laughs> so as a kid it's like you know you're scared to death and then you're done go can we do it again <laughs> <laughs> go on, go again go but again <laughs> it's, it's just the idea that those trips our family trips when i was when i was young those were always really fun and I just always remember that event at Glacier National Park.
0: Does the uh, does the event at the uh, Gettysburg still go on? That that vintage baseball.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an annual thing. It's the third weekend in July. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, and if if you're interested in ever going up, just reach out and I'll get you the exact dates and times and stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Um, if you know, let let's let's stick with the theme of baseball here, right? let's say that uh, you have the ability to bring one dead player back for one night to have dinner and hang out, to talk, have a conversation with, who would be your choice as a player to bring back for that one night?
1: That's an easy one. That would be uh Daniel Lucius, Doc Adams, Doc Adams, uh, fa- what I consider the father of baseball. Okay. Um, now we didn't talk about this. If I were to say to you, who invented baseball, would you, provide me with an answer or a guess
0: uh, you know everybody wants to say you know abner doubleday um that like like you know who created the game of baseball i right. you know i'm i'm pretty assured that that was not the case right that's uh, that, that's a myth exactly
1: so, so and it's and it's it's a huge you could do a 2 hour podcast on just that oh, on that, that alone topic, yeah right? um but the the game was not invented it developed over time and one of the key people not the key no one is the father of baseball but right one there's of the many key people iterations of it yeah yeah that got me started because he made baseballs he was the captain of his club he was part of the rules committee all these things that I'm trying to do I'm doing because of Doc Adams mm-hmm. what Doc Adams did in that back in that era so um that's that's very easy because there's a lot of things we can clear up with the rules committee. If I
0: could just sit down and talk to him. (laughs) What did you mean by this? (laughs) Can we talk about this? Because there's a lot of confusion around here, man. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that that's boom. That's Doc Adams is the guy. He was an old man when he died. He
1: died in 1899. So 84 years old. He had a good life. He contributed so much to the game, but he loved his family so much, you know, and that's why he got out his wife was sick and uh, he decided he needed to spend more time with her and yeah. went on to, to, you know, be part of a bank, you know, and it's just a great, a great, great man with a great life. So,
0: well, I mean, he is credited as the creator of the shortstop position. I mean, that's yeah.
1: pretty neat. 1849. Yeah.
0: That's look at that. Yeah. We're going to have a hot oh, like three or more episodes of you and me talking on the history of baseball because there's so much to cover uh, that is just, it, it, you cannot just cover in just one episode.
1: Right. And, and if we can talk offline a little bit, I, I have friends that know way more than me that would absolutely love to get into more details of stuff that maybe I'm not going to have the right answer for.
0: Uh, and that is going to be uh hell yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely on that. Okay. So um, if you were to, let's say that, you know, you were to have a superpower, what will be your superpower, my friend? My superpower would be
1: to find a way for everybody to get along.
0: <laughs> that is a great superpower. I am tired know. of the bickering.
1: I'm tired of this back and forth. I just, just can you know, we just love I'm each right other or I'm wrong. I don't care. But just let's
0: just get along. Let's just hang out and watch a baseball game. How's that?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm with you. That is a great superpower, my friend. And I love it. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um. Okay. What does your perfect day look like? Perfect day or date? Day. D a y. Oh. <laughs> I mean, because date. That's a. That's a different That's a different I, I, podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say if it's a date,
1: it's my wife, obviously. <laughs> exactly. But the the perfect day would be uh, June 27th because it's not too hot. It's not too cold. No. Okay, that was an old joke from. Them. <laughs> <It's American. laughs> No, it, it it would be uh you know I'm I'm an early riser so I'd probably get up early, you know I'd probably uh you know have a have a nice breakfast, make a few baseballs, um, maybe sit down and watch a movie, have a nice lunch with the wife, uh, get some yard work done, and then then at the evening I'd want to go to a baseball game, uh come home and relax and hit the hay.
0: That is a perfect day, my friend. That is a really good day. Anywhere, anytime that there's baseball involved, it's a perfect day already. Yep. I like it. Okay. Do you believe that pineapple belongs on a pizza?
1: Um, personally, I'm not a fan of it, but it's not my choice what other people choose to do. If they Good. like pineapple, eat it. Just <laughs> and the thing is, I love pineapple. I'll sit and eat a whole pineapple.
0: So why? I just why? want
1: it on my pizza.
0: You know? <laughs> uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, what do you think smells better, fresh cut grass or bread baking in the oven?
1: Boy, those are two good ones. Uh, I'm gonna take the bread though because, um, yeah, uh, the bread. That's just
0: that's some that, that's, that's some good it, stuff. Yeah. All right, a couple more here, and then I promise I will leave you alone. Uh, all right, the most useless invention of all time. What do you think is the most useless invention?
1: The most useless invention. Um, Boy, what what is something (laughs) that I never use? How about... How about...
0: (laughs) Manual hedge clippers. Oh, forget it. There's (laughs) no way. Man, those things suck. God, they stick too much, and there's yeah, yeah just, I just no, yeah. no, get him out, you know. That's why they make you know, yeah, I'm with you there. That's a good one. All right, here we go. Uh, who, what is your spirit animal? My spirit animal, I'm based
1: on what uh I've had people think of me, I'm gonna probably say, uh, the jackass. <laughs>
0: That is a good, great answer, man. <laughs> good for you. Man. I love it. I think that's amazing. That is amazing. All right. Last one here. If you could be in any movie, right, any movie, which movie would it be? You mean to watch or to be a part of it? No, to be part of it, not watch it, right? Because we can watch anything at this point. But like, if you could be in any movie, be in it, Yeah. which I, movie the- would it be? The Field of Dreams. Oh, such a good movie, isn't it?
1: I mean, it's it's uh it's not that it's great acting or great. I just I love the story, mm-hmm. right? And I love the idea that bringing back the old baseball players. You know, there's history there. It's you know, it's not the same era I play, but it's the whole idea that mm-hmm. they're bringing back history, and uh, I I would like to be a part of that.
0: Me too. I absolutely would agree with you. I think that'll be amazing. Uh Greg, thank you so much for doing this. Um, we're gonna have you back on because obviously we I wanna cover a lot more of the history of the ba- of the game. Um, and then we'll talk offline of other people. But I will also put all of this information so that way people can follow not just you, uh, but they can follow um the uh the vintage baseball association, uh their website and all of that. So and also your YouTube channel so that way they can learn how to make a baseball, my friend. Perfect. Thank you so much for this.
1: You're welcome. I, I enjoy this. I I'll do this every night. Yeah, let's do you know, it again. I, Absolutely. I uh, I host uh what I call a baseball zoom on Tuesday nights where I get vintage ball players from you know from all over the country. Yeah. We we just do this. We just sit around and BS. One of the guys has a subscription to the MLB network and he'll pop one of his screens on a game and we'll have a game on one screen and we'll be talking on you know, amongst it, you know, a good play will happen. We'll all stop and go, Holy cow, did you see that? You know, <laughs> you know, and, then, and we'll watch it and And so, you know, I'm always I'm always up for doing something related to
0: baseball. That is a it's a great answer, my friend. Great answer. And thank you so much again. And then uh, everybody, if you want to make it baseball, this is the man to uh, to get a hold of for that. So uh, we'll uh, make sure to uh, put all the information in. Uh, We'll see you around, my friend. Thank you very much. Ed. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Corky. Uh, the rules were pretty cool, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of things uh, that uh, about the game of baseball that we didn't know, uh, or we didn't know, we just forgot about it, or you were like, man, this is some crazy rules. Like, right? The Like the one catch, like the, you let it drop on the ground and you catch it. Crazy, right? Anyways, uh, make sure you guys are following him. He has a YouTube channel. I will put the link on it so that way you guys can uh, learn how to uh, make a baseball yourself, right? All by hand. Um, he teaches you step-by-step on how to do it, Um, if you get a hold of him, he will let you know uh, what you need, and he will send it to you. Uh, It is the Lemon Peel Baseball, so it's pretty cool stuff, okay? Uh, Also, uh, make sure you guys are following me. I am on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, and even uh, the new threads. Yeah, I started an account there as well. Make sure you guys are following the podcast. Uh, Give it five stars, thumbs up, subscribe, rate it, all that stuff, okay? Um, Without you, I wouldn't be able to do this. Uh, I love doing this. So thank you uh, for everything that you guys have done uh, to support uh, the podcast. Now, finally, let's get you to the dad joke of the episode. And here it is. Why don't matches play baseball? One strike and you're out. All right. All right. i see myself out, guys. And until then, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya.